one and we are live we'd like to say good morning to everyone we thank and praise god for your presence and most of all we thank and praise god for his blessed holy spirit that moved in this place this morning now, i hate our viewers weren't, weren't able to be partakers of that move of god but i i'm sure that those of here those present felt <laughs> the move of god moving in this place as we were giving him honor and praise and glory. Uh, this morning, uh, we will invite your attention to the book of Judges, <clears throat> to the book of Judges, to the book of Judges, the 20th chapter, the book of Judges. We are um, <clears throat> trying to get away from this word uh, for the past couple of weeks, and I kept trying to go somewhere else. But I, apparently the Lord kept, uh, had to make me say I have to be obedient to his word amen and what he wants to deliver is not about what i want to deliver it's about what <clears throat> he wants to be delivered amen and we say hello to our uh, online viewers we thank and praise god for you we pray that you had an awesome week we pray that your uh, week was healthy and uh, everything was satisfying and you all uh, had a glorious time in god Genesis, I mean, I'm sorry, Judges, Judges chapter number 20, Judges chapter number 20. And the first verse we're going to to deal with will be verse uh, number four, in the 20th chapter of verse number four. The title of our message this morning is Casualties of War, Casualties of War. I, I don't know why God wants us to deliver this, but we have to be careful who you go to battle with. You have to be very careful who you enter into battle with because of the fact that there will be some casualties. And there's a reason why there will be some casualties. Amen. First of all, we need to understand this. We need to pick our battle. Just don't hop in any battle. (laughs) You need to pick your battles. You need to pick your battles. And then you need to ask yourself, if there is a harvest that's coming back from the, from the seed that you have sown, ask yourself, is this your harvest or is this harvest belonging to some other seed that you did not sow? Because the Bible says in the book of uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, the Bible says uh, God is not mocked. And it also says whatsoever man um, soweth, that shall he reap. God is not deceived, nor is he marked. And whatsoever seed that he soweth, he's going to reap that seed back. Except the difference is, when he sows it as a seed, but he reaps it as a harvest. A harvest is a whole lot more than that small seed that you have planted. So you want to make sure that you pick your battles. And make sure that you will not become a casualty in the war. Now, in Judges chapter number 20, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 4. I need you to stay with me. Don't need you to go to sleep. Amen. need you to stay with me because you don't want to be a casualty in battle. Amen. A minister here say amen. Amen. Now, looking at verse number 4, and the story begins because something had happened There was a a Levite who had came to a city. He was journeying from his father-in-law's house. And his his concubine had gone back home, and he went there to get her. 
He spends four or five days with his father-in-law. I don't know why he called him a father-in-law when she's a concubine. Uh, but uh, a concubine back in those days was just like having a wife. But anyway, he, he, he decides on the, maybe about the fifth day to take that journey. And as they are traveling and as they're on that journey, they realize they need to make a stop. But they did not want to make a stop in the enemy's camp. They want to make a stop in the area where the other brethren, uh, the tribe of the Benjamites, where they reside. They felt like they would have been comfortable. But a problem uh, uh, transpired there. What had happened, and, and, and the story goes, what had happened is when, when they were out uh, there in the open area, and that's where they was lodging, there was this old man that came to them and told them not to lodge there. And what he told them to do to come and lodge in his home. So when he did, when the men of that area realized that they had some new fresh meat in the, in the area, that they began to knock on that old man's door. And when they knocked on his door, they asked for the man that had just arrived. And so the, the older gentleman, he had said, no, he said, I will give you my daughter or you can receive the concubine. And so they, what the man did, the Levite, he pushed out his concubine to the men. They took her and they used her all night long. And then come daybreak, they released her and they brought her back to the home where they took her from. She was right there on the front porch. Now, verse number four will tell us the, the story and what happened, what the Levite actually done. Now, verse number four in Judges chapter number 20, it says, And the Levite, the husband of the woman that was slain, she answered and said, I come into Gibeah that belongeth to Benjamin, and I am my concubine to lodge. Verse five says, And the men of Gibeah rose against me, and beset the house round upon me by night, and thought to have slain me and my concubine, have they forced that she is dead. See, they used her up until the point of death. I mean, I mean, what they actually did, they raped her all night long is what they did. And when they brought her back home and she died right there on the porch of the place where she was residing, and then verse 6 says, watch what the Levite does when he sees his, his concubine had deceased. He says, and I took my concubine and cut her in pieces and sent her throughout all the country of the inheritance of Israel. For they have committed lewdness and folly in Israel. Now, you have to understand, you would think this is bizarre. After he finds her dead, he cuts her into 12 pieces, and he sends her to every tribe that's there. All 12 tribes got a piece of her body to show exactly what one of the tribes had allowed to happen. Now, when we go into verse number 18, verse number 18 begins the story, and we'll be able to understand the casualties of war and why you need to pick your battle. And this don't uh, join up with anybody because they're going to battle. Because everybody that goes to battle with you is not going to return. Everybody that goes to battle with you may not be the ones that need to be in battle with you because you do not need any cowards in the army. Amen. So you have to be very, very, very careful. 
Now, in verse number 18, it says, And the children of Israel arose, and they went up to the house of God, and asked counsel of God, and said, Which of us shall go up first to battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. Judah shall go up first. Now, when you look at that, you think that uh, what they had done was correct. But they didn't go correctly. Because the Bible also says that they did not have a leader. So that shows you how important a leader is. Uh, a, a general, whatever you want to call them. I mean, uh, you have to have somebody that can hear from the Lord to give you the instructions that you need. So the Bible also talks about how all the people came together as if they were as one man. In other words, when they all came together uh, without a leader, that they didn't make this decision, we're going to go up to the house of God and we're going to ask him who shall go up first. God responds. God says, Judah, which is praise, shall go up first. But some things transpired here that we do not see. First of all, one of the things they did not do was they did not ask God if they should actually even go into battle. They were so confident because they had the numbers. And we're going to see that in a minute. They had the numbers. I mean, uh, 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 when it came down to, to Israel, Israel had over 400,000 men, men of war. But Benjamin, which was a smaller tribe, which was their brother, they was much less in numbers. So they didn't begin to ask God, God, should I avenge my brother because of what they did to, to, to the Levite's wife? Should I avenge him? All those questions was not asked. All they wanted to do was go up and get permission from God to do what they want to do. You know, sometimes God will, will give us our heart's desire. It's not his perfect will, but he will give us what we're asking him for. All right? Now, it continues to say that God tells them Judah goes up first. Now, as we continue with the story, looking at verse number 19, it says, And the children of Israel rose up in the morning. Now, it's something about the morning, and we're going to see that, the reason why they got defeated. All right. Uh, And then verse number 19 says, And the children of Israel rose up in the morning, and encamped against Gibeah. Now, Gibeah, that means hill. In other words, they're not a mountain. They're not a big place, but it was a small place. Verse 20 says, And the men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin. Benjamin means the son of my right hand. And the men of Israel put themselves in array to fight against them. Watch verse number 21. Remember now, they felt like they had the battle already won. They felt like they had it already won. They, they, was, they were confident in their own abilities. And anytime you're confident in your own ability, you will automatically lose the war. Automatically. Because you're not relying on God, you're relying on self. Now, verse number 21 says this. And the children of Benjamin... They came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that day 20 and, 20 and 2,000 men. You got to understand something. This Israel had 400,000 men. 
But they go against a much smaller tribe, and they are defeated, and the amount that was destroyed in the first battle was 22,000. They destroyed 22,000 men. How is that possible? You got 400,000, and they have a smaller amount, but yet they defeat you. It's because you didn't ask God the right questions. Have you went to battles and you, you lost some battles? Did you ask God to lead you in those battles? Did you ask whether or not you sowed that seed and that harvest that came back to you really belonged to you, but you started fighting somebody else's battles? And you mess around and get on the losing side. Has anybody ever been on the losing side because you tried to help somebody else? I have. Amen. You're on the losing side because you're trying to help someone else. You didn't consult. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You didn't consult God. Should I help this person? Should I bless this person? Because, see, many of us have been taught that we need to be blessing, blessing people, blessing people, blessing people. But we need to ask ourselves, how did that person get in that predicament? Amen. Thank you, minister. How did they get in that predicament? But then it comes to the point where you're convicted because somebody somewhere in some pulpit has told you you need to be a blessing to people. Don't ask this and don't ask that. The devil is a lie. Amen. Uh-uh, it don't happen like that because what happens is you will end up being a casualty in that war. You'll be a casualty in, in, in that battle. Amen. Now, when it says that the 22,000 men died, all right, let's keep your place in the book of Judges. Let's see what the prophecy is when it comes down to Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 49. Genesis, chapter number 49. Genesis, amen. Genesis, chapter 49. Are we there? All right, and we're going to begin reading verse number 27 verse number 27 because it describes the prophecy that was placed over every tribe and this is the tribe of benjamin it says benjamin shall raving as a wolf in other words benjamin will be a tribe that will tear you to pieces and then it says uh in the morning watch this in the morning he shall devour the prey and at night he shall divide the spoil in other words, in the morning is when he has his strength. See, you got to be careful when you go to battle. You got to know where your strength is and you got to know where your weaknesses are. But, but the prophecy here says it will, that the, the, uh, the tribe of Benjamin, they will literally tear you apart. That, that they will ravage you. I mean, and it talks about early in the morning when they are at their best strength. Okay? Now go back to the book of Judges. Go back to Judges chapter number 20. Let's go back there. So now we understand that about the prophecy when it comes down to Benjamin. While they were able to defeat someone that had 400,000 uh, men of war and they had a very small army, it was because of the prophecy that was upon their life. Amen. Now, I'm, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Now, in verse number 22, it says in Judges chapter 20, verse number 22 says, And the people... The men of Israel encouraged themselves and set their battle again in array in the place where they put themselves in array the first day. All right. 
They encouraged themselves. They had just lost 22,000 men in that battle, casualties of war. They had just lost them, but they refused to give up. They decided that something was different, and so what they were going to do, they were going to array, they were going to position themselves as they were in the very beginning. You got to have some strategy when you go into battle, amen, to make sure you don't become a casualty of war, okay? Now, so they decided, they encouraged themselves. You know how it is when, you, when, you, when, when you're in battle and you lost it and people are there to encourage you, and so you go back to do the same thing again. You don't think about it. You don't change anything. You don't consult God or anything. And you find yourself just like the children of Israel. Now, verse number, verse number 23 says this. It says, And the children of Israel went up, they wept before the Lord until evening, and asked counsel of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up again to battle against the children of Benjamin? Look at this. My brother. He's fighting against his brother. Even though what happened to the Levite, Benjamin was partly responsible because they had took in these other people. They were not supposed to go up against their brother. We have to be careful in the body of Christ that brother don't go against brother or sister go against sister. Amen. Because that's not the will of God. And then the the latter part of verse 23 says, And the Lord said, Go up. Against him. Now, this is the second time the Lord then told them to go up the battle and go up against him. But even though they've been defeated, they've, they've been defeated. They've been defeated. Now, looking at verse number 24, verse 24 says, And the children of Israel came near again, the children of Benjamin, the second day. Watch what happens the second day. When we are out, when we are out of the will of God and don't ask all the right questions, Verse 25 says, And Benjamin went forth again against them out of Gibeah the second day and destroyed down to the ground of the children of Israel again 18,000 men. All these drew the sword. In other words, here it is now. They've lost about 40,000 people. They've lost about 40,000. You would think having 400,000, having more, then they would be, be more successful. But that was not, God was trying to teach him a lesson, just like he's trying to teach us a lesson about being a casualty of war when you're going into battle, then the battle that when we don't ask God the right questions. Now, let's look at verse number 26, and it shall give us some insight, okay? Verse 26 says, Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came unto the house of God. They wept and they sat there before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. You see the difference now? You, do you see the difference that took place when they go before the God after they didn't got whooped twice? The, when they go the third time before the Lord, this time, when they go to the, to the house of the Lord, they, they begin to weep. They, they begin to uh, go into prayer. They begin to tarry uh, before the Lord. It, it, they, they even fasted. See, in the beginning, they, did, they didn't fast. They didn't weep. They didn't do none of that. 
You know, they didn't even ask God was it in the, his will that they go up. They had already made up their mind that they was going to go up uh, against their brother because of what had happened to the Levite. Remember, he, his wife was raped and ended up, he cut her body up in 12 pieces and sent her out to all the 12 tribes. But they, in the beginning, never wept before God to really feel the presence of the Lord to, to see this is what God wants. They didn't tarry in prayer. How many times do we go into battle without praying and asking God, should I go? How many times do we, we tarry in prayer and begin to ask God, God, what, what is going on? Should I receive this harvest? Did I sow this seed and all these things that's coming to me? Uh, is this the reason I'm receiving this harvest? And the thing is, if we are receiving a harvest from a seed that we have planted, we need to stand flat-footed. Tell God, ask God to give us grace and mercy. Amen. You know, you know when you messed up. Anybody here ever messed up before? We got some, some truthful folk. Got some truthful people. Mm-hmm. But when you do, what you do is flat footed, stand there, and what you begin to do is ask God for grace and mercy. Because our God is a God of grace and mercy. Because, see, these people was out of the will of God because they had made up their mind what they were going to do because of what happened to someone else. How many of us in here or out there listening have made up our minds and went to battle against somebody because of some reason they told you? Thank you, brother. He got, brother raised his hand. He's done it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So, so what's happening here, they, 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 they tarried before the Lord. They, they began to weep. They, want, they wanted God to see their heart, to, to see their spirit before they go up again. Now, they even gave a peace offering. In the beginning, they did not do that. I mean, they just wanted to say, God, should I go to battle? That's the only thing they said in the beginning. That they never took the time to labor before the Lord to see whether or not they should go to battle on that situation. Because many of them became casualties of war. They were casualties of war. Now, what's amazing, I want you to keep your place in the book of Judges. And we, we are all, we're almost done. Keep your place in the book of Judges, okay? And let's go to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter number 4. Are we there? I'll give you a minute. Zechariah chapter number 4, Old Testament. Zechariah chapter number 4. And we're going to read verse 6, but we're going to focus on the latter part of verse 6. It says, Then he, God answered, answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. You see, what was happening with them were they were confident because they had the numbers. They were confident because they had the numbers. They just expected to win. Sometimes we are confident because we think we know. Sometimes we are confident in, in the mere fact of some things that we have uh, uh, that will put us on a higher level than other people that we think. We become confident that we can win these battles. And most times when we lose battles, it's because we don't consult God. But God says, not by might, nor by power, 
but by my spirit. You see, whenever we lose these battles, we need to go back to God and recognize it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Whatever we do, whatever we accomplish, it is by the Spirit of the Lord. I mean, it has nothing to do with, with our power. Example, example. When, when, when we call for the water drive, uh, we give God all praise and glory and honor. When we call for the, the water drive for the people of Texas and Mississippi, I mean, first we started off saying no. That was our will. I've said that before. That was, Janita said, Mama, are we, we, are we going to send water to Texas? And I said, no. And she looked at me. I said, no, we're going to do that. And then uh, the next day, uh, my sister gets calls and from other churches. And they want to know because we are known to do disaster relief all over the, all over the nation. We're known to do that. And so they called and wanted to know, were we going to send anything to Texas? And at that point, I told her, no. Later on, another church called her and said, um, uh, are you all going to do anything for Texas? And at that time, I told my sister, I said, yes, we're going to do something. Well, that, it was God's will for us to say yes. It was my will saying no. Amen. And so when we begin to, to call on the, the leaders of the different churches and, and different businesses, all of a sudden that thing came together and it blew up. When I said blew up, I mean blew up. By the time the churches and the businesses and individuals uh, blessed the, the, the water drive, we ended up with over 40 pallets of water. That's a whole lot of water. But by praise be to God. See, I was saying no. But God was saying yes. And so we have to understand we have to do God's will. It was not by our, our might or, or our power that, this took, that it took place. It was by the Spirit of God. Because it was the Spirit of God that put it, put it in the mouths of all those people that they wanted to do something for those people that was less than. So and one thing I want to throw out there, and when it comes down to Mississippi, we are a blessed people. Right now, they have, the drinking water is not drinkable. They can't even take a bath. They can't even cook. They have lead in their water. So there's nothing they can do. So they have to rely on the hearts and the generosity of others. So we are a blessed people. And we don't ever know when it's going to come back to us. Amen. So we should be readily willing and able to be able to do something to help others. Amen. Amen. Because when it's in the will of God, it will come to pass. Now, we have to understand now, it's not by might, nor by power, but by God's Spirit. House of Destiny is a very small, small, unique place that's led by God. That's led, led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's God that rules this house, and it's God that reigns on the throne of this house. Amen. Now, let's go back, let's go back to the book of Judges. Let's go back to the book of Judges. Understand, now never go up in your own power when, uh, when you're going into battle. Never go up in your own power. Because sometimes we think we can go up in our own power. We got it going on. We, I hear your Holy Spirit. Because some of us have been here. Well, I can handle this little one. This is a small one. I, I can handle this one. Anybody ever? I've said it. Oh, I got this one, God. Don't worry about God. I, I got this one. And you get toe off. Amen. Would you say, sister, every time you get toe off. And that's what happened to Israel. They were puffed up in pride. Never get puffed up in pride. 
Never get puffed up in pride. Because once you ever get puffed up in pride, you are looking for a downfall. And you will have a downfall according to the word of God. According to the word of God. Now, going back to the book of Judges. All right. Now, chapter number 20. We're back in chapter number 20. And we're going to look down. We're going to drop down to verse number 29. Look at the strategy. See, when you go to, when you go to war, when you go to battle, you've got to have a strategy. You just can't go up hap- haphazardly. You've got to have a strategy. Because you understand it now. You've been whooped over and over and over. So now you've got to have a strategy. Now, verse 29 says, And Israel, watch the strategy. That you, you've got to set an ambush for your enemy. And then and before you can set an ambush for your enemy, you've got to know your enemy. Thank you, brother. Thank you, minister. You've got to know your enemy before you can set an ambush. Amen. All right. Now, watch, watch the strategy. It says in verse 29, uh, Judges chapter 20. And Israel set liars in wait round about Gibeah. In other words, the, what they did was they set their strength around the place wherein they were going to ambush Ambush their enemy. Verse 30 says, And the children of Israel went up against the children of Benjamin. Remember now, they're, la- they're ravaging wolves. On the third day, the day of resurrection, the third day. <laughs> this is when they get delivered. It says, And put themselves in array as, as at other times. In other words, they tricked the enemy and positioned themselves as they were before. Sometimes you got to know how to outsmart the enemy. So you will not become a casualty of war. So they positioned themselves just like they did before when they went to battle. Now, then they didn't forget all about that 400,000 they have because now they are relying on God. Amen? They're relying on God. And verse number 31, watch what they did. Watch, watch, watch what you got to do to your enemy. Verse 31 says, and the children of Benjamin went out against the people and were drawn away from the city. And they began to smite other people and kill as, as uh, other times in the highways of which one goeth up to the house of God and to the other at the field about 30 men of Israel. All right, now what, what does 30... One actually says. What does 31 is what is really saying? Do they have it up? Verse 31. Do they have it up on the monitor? Verse 31. All right. Let's, let, let's look at this. Let's, let's look at verse 31. The tribe of Benjamin, your enemy, went out same way they did before. Then... And they were drawn away from the city, from their stronghold. See, you got, to, you got to pull the enemy away from his stronghold. Because, see, his stronghold is his strength. Okay? And he says, and they began to smite other people, and they killed as, as at other times. They killed in the highways. Watch this. Of which one goeth up. To the house of God. So where is the enemy trying to entrap you at? Look at it. As you're going where? Going, where are you going to? 
to the house of God. See, the enemy, the enemy himself, he's killing out people. He says a death trap as you're trying to go up to the house of God. He don't want you to go up to the house of God because he knows that's where you're going to get your strength from. He knows that. So what he does, he, he waits and see, and, and your strategy is to draw the enemy out, draw him out of that stronghold because you got a plan for him. See, if you don't have a strategy to kill the enemy, you will get cut off when you're trying to get to the house of God. That's why so many people get lost when it comes down to the house of God. That's why so many people are missing. Amen. Because the enemy has trapped them off. They have killed them before, killed, when I say kill, I don't mean a physical kill. I mean they have killed them spiritually before they even get up to the house of God. Because, see, the last thing you want to be is an Amalek. In other words, a, uh, a straggler, one hanging at, the, hanging at the end, hanging at the back tail. You know, you're at the rear. Everybody that's way ahead, you way back in the rear loafing. Loafing around. That's where you are. See, you are designed, you are set up to be killed because, see, you are going up to the house of God. And this is what happens. They was able to kill. But look at, they only were able to take out 30. They were only able to take out 30. Amen. But then this is the last, this is the last verse. This is the last verse here. Verse number 35 in the book of Judges. We're talking about casualties of war. Verse 35 said, and the Lord smote Benjamin before Israel. Who, who smoked? Who spoke? Who smoked uh, uh, Benjamin, that tribe of Benjamin before Israel? Who was it? The Lord did it. Which is an indication to let me know that all those other times, they were in their own will. That's why they were defeated. They were operating in their own will. But this time in the forefront, the Lord did it. See, you got to allow the Lord to fight your battles. And not only are you allow the Lord to fight your battles, but you better make sure you pick your battle. Because every battle that you enter into is not for you. So you need to pick your battles. Just don't go up and say, I'm going with you. Oh, no, the devil is a lie. Because you must have become a casualty of war. You can't, you can't do that. You've got to pick your battles. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. And then the, the, the finishing 35, it says, And the Lord smote Benjamin before Israel. And the children of Israel destroyed of the Benjamites that day 25,000 and a hundred men, all these that drew the sword. Now, before, they, they didn't kill nobody. They, they was the one that was dying. But when the Lord was at the forefront, see, when the Lord is at the forefront of your life, and whatever battle comes upon you, if you sowed it or did not sow it, the Lord will take care of that, your enemy. But you've got to learn how to, how to pull, draw your enemy out from his stronghold. Because, see, if, if you can draw him out from the stronghold that he's in, that means he has, he, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He doesn't have any cover. <laughs> see, the enemy don't have any cover. When you can draw him out of that stronghold, because, see, he's strong when he's in the stronghold. He's, he's got some heavy covering when he's in the stronghold. But what they did, they, they pulled him out from that. When I looked at their strategy, <laughs> it was something. When they pulled him out, when they pulled him out from the stronghold, and the enemy thought they had them as before, guess what happened? Those men that was lying in wait, that was hidden, they come up. They come against their enemy. Read the story. 
And what they did was they set the city on fire that he drew the enemy from. See, you got to, you got to find a way in your strategy to, to, to burn up that stronghold that the enemy is residing in. And that way there will be no casualties of war. And it was just amazing. What is your strategy today for your life? What is your strategy? Not somebody else's life, but what is the strategy for your life so that you will not become a casualty of war? Because every battle that you fight just very well might not be the battle you're supposed to be fighting. Amen. You enter into somebody's battle, you want to make sure you belong there. Make sure you belong there. Because if you're not designed or assigned to fight that battle, you're going to be like, what is it? When they have that beautiful building and you're building a building, you got a scaffold. And once the building is built, you don't need that scaffold no more. That scaffold is moved. You just might be moved. If you're not wanting to be set up in the original building of the building. Can we get that? Do we, can we receive that? Do we understand that? We don't want to be a casualty of war. Burn up that stronghold, that things that keep you in that stronghold. Get you a strategy. Get you a plan to defeat your enemy. And when you got that plan and you consulted God before, you go out and, you know, because, see, the enemy know how to defeat us. Because, see, if you look at the story, please go back and read uh, 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 Judges 18, 19, and 20. When you look at the story, the enemy kept coming the same way. He kept coming the same way. He didn't have to change his strategy at all. Why? Because we never learned. But when we consulted God and God gave us a plan how to do the strategy, you were able to destroy your enemy, not only destroy him, but you were able to destroy his stronghold as well, wherever he'd been hanging out at. You don't want to be a casualty of war. Casualty of war. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. See whether or not you're supposed to be in that battle. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen, 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 amen.